We really get our patients from all over. I mean, we get them from GPs. I mean, a lot of them are direct to patient marketing kind of thing. You know, a lot of patients have been told, oh, your implants are going south. Oh, well, what do I do about it? Well, they find us and then we're actually able to rehabilitate a lot of those. It's always this gloss over, right? It's kind of like, here's how to do full arch. Or here's how to do the marketing or here's how to do the sales. Let's go. And then it's like, oh yeah, and some of them might fail. And this is, you know, kind of, it's like this side thought afterthought, but I have a feeling that it's a lot bigger than that. It's one of those things there's, you know, there's success and then there's survival. You don't just want your, your prosthesis and your implants to survive, you want it to be a successful case. And if you see the differences between success and survival, well, it's Welcome back to another episode of the Full Arch Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more Full Arch cases so you can grow the way that you want. But you can't grow if you have a bunch of angry patients because your implants are failing. And today, I have Dr. Mark out of Florida, who has built his whole practice around failing implants. And you're going to be shocked at what he has to say about these kinds of patients that are coming in to find him to have them restore the implants that other people either did the wrong thing or the patients weren't taking care of them, or even worse, patients went to other countries to get the work done. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. Could you just quickly tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us about the patients that you're seeing in your office that are helping you guys grow. It's kind of unfortunate that this is the case, but that's kind of where the, the, the world is at this current state. So feel free to share, share a little bit about that. All right. Well, uh, I am Dr. Mark McCauley, a periodontist out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I mean, board certified periodontics and uh, dental implants and... I mean, I place lots of implants. I've done lots of full arch, but in all honesty, my biggest growth avenue right now is treating failing implants. Um, it's it's definitely a <laughs> it's a bigger avenue right now because there's not a whole lot of guys that can do it very well. And when these big cases start going south, you better know what you're doing because it it can get ugly real fast. And you know, that's that's the last thing you want is to place a beautiful case, have it look really, really good. And then all of a sudden, you know, a few months or even a few years later, it starts going south and then you better know what to do. Um, and ideally, I mean, prevent it. Prevention, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, especially when it comes to uh, to implants there. Yeah. So so what? What's the biggest thing that's causing implants to fail? Like, are these just implant patients that are kind of coming from everywhere? Or is it a lot of GP practices that you're seeing this from, where it's like, it was maybe their first case or <laughs> second case? Or are they coming from, where, where are these patients coming from that you're getting in and their, their implants are starting to fail? And then, and then secondly, how, how long ago were they placed? Like, where are you seeing the time frame where they're starting to break down? So, I mean, we really get our patients from all over. I mean, we get them from GPs. Um, we get them, I mean, a lot of them are direct to patient, you know, direct to patient marketing kind of thing. You know, a lot of patients have been told, oh, your implants are going south. Oh, well, what do I do about it? Well, they find us and then we're actually able to rehabilitate a lot of those. So, you know, it's, it's not necessarily GPs doing their first, second, third case. You know, sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's just, you know, they, these cases go south. Um, even even the best surgeon without any maintenance or without the correct maintenance, um, you're, you're, you're likely to have a bad time with these cases. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where normally, I mean, yeah, obviously if an implant fails, it fails within the first, first couple months, that's an early failure. 
but it's the late failures that we're really seeing a lot of. And those, it's years. I mean, we're talking three, four, five years, and then all of a sudden, you know, you you see you see significant bone loss on these implants, and you know, you you, you got to know you got to know how to manage that sort of thing. And a lot of it is it's it's maintenance. Um, you know, it, there, there's there's placement, of course. You know, you place the implants too close together. Um, you know, you place it in a non-restorable area. I've seen a lot of that too. But you know, a lot of it's maintenance. These these hybrid cases, they're thick. You know, these patients weren't doing a great job of cleaning their teeth to begin with, and then all of a sudden you put this giant uh. thick monstrosity in their mouth, and you tell them, "Oh yeah, just you know, clean underneath it." Yeah. How are they going to do that? Um, a lot of times they don't, and mm. then phew, that's how they end up seeing me. Hey, I got a public service announcement for you real quick, and then we'll get back to the show. So the number one thing that people struggle with when they do full arch is that they can't sell the cases. No matter what the marketing does, no matter how good the dentist is, no matter how smooth your process is, everything is about sales inside of the office. And if you want to close more, you have to learn how to sell full arch. And it's very, very specialized. And it's different than anything else in the dental industry. I had the opportunity to go in and use Stacy's playbook with our clients. And our clients have doubled their full arch sales with this course. And it's been amazing. Now, Stacy sells 60 arches every single month all by herself. And she closes at 75% which most people average around 20 to 30%. So she is double better, if not triple better than almost everybody else in the dental industry. And here's the best part of it all. She recorded her whole process from end to end and broke it into th four different modulars. And she's going to give you her whole playbook. And for our clients, she's going to give you $2,000 off. All you have to do is go visit fullartsalesacademy.com and put in the code 2K full arch again that's 2k full arch and you'll get two thousand dollars off go check it out i promise you it'll be worth it and back to the show so so how 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 much is on the patient versus the doctor like in your experience so if you're seeing 100 patients and they're have failing implants how many of those patients are like you know what the doctor didn't really do what they were supposed to do in this situation versus you know the doctor probably did what they were supposed to do but the patient didn't take care of the 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 implants. I mean, it's it, it's it's hard to really say, but as far as the the doctors there, it's you know it, it, a lot of it is it's it's a lot of prosthetic failures there too that can lead to implant failures down the road. You 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 see these things with massive cantilevers and well the distal implants failing, or you see it it loosened up and the patient didn't know any better. And then all of a sudden it wobbles some of the implants loose. You've got the doctors, again, making the prostheses where it is uncleansable. If I can't get down there to probe, how is a patient going to get down there to floss or proxy brush or use a water pick? It's just, it's impossible. So, you know, you, you want to set your patients up for success and not for failure here. And a lot of it is prosthetic design. It's, you know, surgical placement as well. If you place them outside of the bone or with very thin facial plate, well, a few years later, that facial plate is going to be gone. And well, that, that you see a lot of issues with that too. You see the bone stripping out, you see implants being exposed and it hurts and patients don't like it. And yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's a whole thing. So it's, it's hard to really pinpoint what's, you know, I, I wish I could say 50, 50, but part of it's, 
at the end of the day, these patients don't know what they're getting into. So it's all on us as the dentist to tell them what to do to maintain them. Um, and if we're not doing that, if we're not helping these patients to maintain them, then you're, you're setting them up for failure. And, you know, you, you don't want to do that, especially with these big, you know, big dollar, high dollar cases. You know, if, if it fails a few years later, trust me, the patient's not going to be happy about that. And they're, you know, regardless yeah. of whether it's their fault or your fault, well, guess what the patient thinks? It's your fault. So, yeah, it's your you know, fault. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't yeah, yeah. matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You, you want your cases to work and, you know, you, you really just want to help them out as much as possible. Do we know, is there any data out there that tells us like how many of these cases are actually failing? Because, you know, it's always like we, you and I were talking about before the show. It's like, it's always this gloss over, right? It's yeah. kind of like, here's how to do full arch. Or here's how to do the marketing or here's how to do the sales. Let's go. And then it's like, oh yeah. And some of them might fail. And this is, you know, kind of, it's like this side thought yeah. afterthought, but I, I have a feeling that it's a lot bigger than that. Like what do do you have any thoughts or ideas around that? I mean, I'm sure there's data out there that kind of show show the failure, but it's one of those things. There's, you know, there's success and then there's survival. Um, you know, you, you don't just want your, your prosthesis and your implants to survive. You want it to be a successful case. And if you see the differences between success and survival, well, it's there, there, a lot of times you'll see a, you'll see a discrepancy there. You know, it's like survival's like oh, 90 percent or something like that after so many years. And then, you know, when it comes to success, it's like 60%. You're like, well, that's actually a pretty big differential right there. And it's because, well, what, what's still in your mouth may not be, you know, aesthetically pleasing. It may be not be, you know, functional. You know, if you, if you lose some distal implants, have to cut off half the prosthesis. Well, you know, technically it's survived, but it's not looking good. And trust me, the patient's not happy with that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fair amount um, because, Again, these are these are things that aren't super cleansable. And, you know, they, they've been around a while, but not that that long. So, you know, more and more are getting placed each year. And so we're going to see more and more of these failing each year. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. As it grows, you're going to see more people failing, even if doctors are getting better at their particular craft. They're just dealing with larger quantities. And that creates like a whole sub market to your point. Um, do you do you think that um, with technology and things like that, that this is going to help solve it? Or is this a different problem that clinicians are facing? I mean, I'd like to think technology would would help out. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, technology can only help so much. It really is on the clinician, both the surgeon and the restorative. Um you, you know, you, a lot of these smile in a day or, you know, these these smile in a box type things. Yeah, I mean, they 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 may work all right. But again, it, it's it's hard to say how those are going to work long term, especially considering I see them and they don't look a whole lot different, you know, from a from a cleansability standpoint than, you know, one done a more traditional manner, you know, unguided and just just with impressions and such. Um, I think guides definitely help out, uh, an inexperienced clinician, but I mean, I, I was at a full arch conference two weeks ago and I was talking to a guy and he, he, he does a lot of these. He said he did nine arches in one day. And I was like, that's just incredible. And he doesn't use a guide. So, you know, it, who's to, who am I to say he's doing it any better or worse than someone who uses a guide, but it's just, it's, 
it's tough to imagine the kind of volume that some of these guys are pumping out to to have each implant in the perfect position and have it, you know, have it everything restored perfectly where it's cleansable, where they can actually get, you know, proxy brushes and water picks up, up underneath the prostheses to actually clean it. And not only can they, have they been trained appropriately to do so? And, you know, I mean, a lot of, a lot of success in these cases, you know, from a periodontal point of view, it's patient compliance. It's the same thing. If I, if I treat a natural tooth, you know, periodontally, and the patient doesn't take care of it, well, you know, it's a crapshoot whether or not it's going to work. Well, it's, it's the same thing with, uh, with a lot of these cases long-term. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, that's a great point. You know, I have so many different thoughts racing in my head around this right <laughs> now. Um, so w- let's, let's go down this road. So if, if a patient goes out there and says, okay, I want full arch, you know, let's say three years ago, they went in, they got it, you know, the full arch, they paid $25,000 to fix their bottom, bottom teeth. And they were happy at first, but now they're having all these complications. What are they going to pay now to get things fixed and cleaned up? I mean, it, it, it all depends Is it on like the case. starting over again, basically. I mean, it's not like starting over again. It's not, it's not that expensive. It's definitely, I mean, same thing with teeth. It's always cheaper to, or less expensive to, uh, to save your teeth and save your implants than it mm. is to start from scratch. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they, they may be out, you know, $10,000. It's, it's not a, not an inconsequential oh. fee. If you're talking about, you know, disinfecting whole arches of implants. I mean, if this is, you know, full mouth is usually something give or take, I don't want to quote anything directly because yeah, every case is course. unique. So, yeah. um, but you of know, course. if you have to do that bone graft, some of these do some soft tissue grafting too, because, you know, implants like mm. having good soft tissue around them. They like having keratinized tissue. Uh, if they don't have that, well, they're going to be more prone to breaking down. And especially if you're doing full arch, a lot of these guys, they just cut away all of that keratinized tissue and, well, it doesn't grow back. So you don't have any keratinized tissue around these implants. And then they start to break down. They hurt too, especially if you get any type of facial bone loss. Literally, if you have like a like an aggressively threaded implant, like a Nobel Active or something, and you've got no attached gingiva around it, well, that's moving around. Imagine your gums constantly rubbing against a thread of an implant. That hurts. And I've seen lots of that. So, you know, you got to take all these things into consideration when you're, you know, when you're placing these implants to begin with. And, you know, especially if you're going to be trying to rehabilitate these because it's, you know, there, there's all sorts of different things that need to be done to, to get these patients healthy again and get these implants where they're going to last, you know, ideally a, a significant amount of time in their mouth. Um, I, I actually, it's kind of funny because if you go to an orthopedic surgeon and they replace your hip, do they give you, you know, do they say, oh, this is going to last a lifetime? No, no, they don't. They're like, ah, you know, like 10, 15 years, you may have to get it redone again. Like, well, yeah, I mean, that that's, it's a similar material that these implants are made out of. So, Hmm. you know, you, you gotta really think twice. Is this the patient that, that it's going to be a good case for? Um, not every patient is going to be a fantastic case for, you know, an all on four full arch, uh, full arch prosthesis, full arch of implants. You know, you got to figure out, you know, Hey, are these teeth savable? I've seen lots of patients come in. They're like, Hey, my dentist told me I needed all my teeth out. That's not the case. Um, you know, e- either, either it came from one of these full arch mills, 
Um, and that's the only treatment that they have. If you've got one, if you've got a one hammer in your toolbox, you're going to use the hammer a lot. So, you know, it's, it's that's a big problem. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's a big problem over, yeah, over treatment plan. A lot of that where dentists are just like, I only want full arch. And yep. it's like the patient comes in and needs a hybrid or they need a denture or they need something else. And they're like, Nope, we nope. only do full arch. That's, we do full arch. It's not a good scenario for the patient. No, I mean, yeah. you really want to have <laughs> you're more not doing, tools you're in not your doing bag. what's yeah. best for the patient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Um, okay. So la Last question for you. Are you noticing any trends of like where you're helping people from certain scenarios? Let me give you an example. I just heard a scenario where a patient was taken to one of these classes to be operated on by dentists that don't know what they're doing, right? They're just, they're learning. Yep. And they went down to South America and they absolutely just, it was horrible. Or you hear about these patients that go to Mexico and get treatment done and are you noticing any trends or anything where you're just like, yeah, this was kind of on like the patient it's coming from these States or these areas or these kinds of practices or these countries. Are you noticing any trends like that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm actually kind of glad you mentioned that because we, we I, I practice in South Florida. So, you know, we're basically the gateway from South America to the rest of the United States. So uh, it's very easy to get down to pretty much anywhere in South America, you know, direct flight from Fort Lauderdale, Miami. It's easy. So we do. We see a lot of patients coming in and they're like, oh, this I got this placed in, you know, Costa Rica or, you know, Panama or Colombia or, you know, wherever. It's it's not to the same standard of care a lot of times. I mean, I don't want to say every single time it looks abysmal, but <laughs> the ones that at least come into me look pretty darn bad. And there's a lot that could have been done on the surgical and the prosthetic aspect to prevent that. And it's, it's tough. I, I had a guy who came in like three, four weeks after surgery, he got surgery in Costa Rica, came in, everything was infected. Every implant was infected. And I mean, uh, what do you do at that point? Literally three weeks in, everything's infected. These implants, I mean, what, when you go to these these third world countries, you know, other places where I mean, yeah, it's going to be a whole lot cheaper, but they don't factor in the complications. Um, and then this guy, I mean, you basically I told him I was like, listen, you know, I'll give you some antibiotics. Go back down there. See what they can do for you, because the only thing I can do is take them all out and give you a, like I basically clean it out, bone graft to give you a denture for a while, rehabilitate and then, you know, see what we've got left. But it's, you know, <laughs> You, people don't factor that in. And I've seen some really, really bad cases coming from overseas. You know, occasionally I'll see one that, that happens right here in the US of A, but, you know, a lot more frequently if they come in, they're like, oh, yeah, I got this done in, uh, in Colombia. I'm like, well, I can tell. So, you know, it's, it's one of those where you, <laughs> you don't want that. You, you, you don't want something where it's pretty obvious it was done below the standard of care in this area. So you, you, you don't want that. So wow. if anybody's thinking about that, don't, don't go overseas. It, this, you know, just save your money and just get it done by someone reputable in the United States. <laughs> well, Mark, this has been, this is, I've learned a lot just, just listening to you in the brief conversation that we have. And I think this is really, really important conversation. I know you don't, the, the best part, the reason I know I can trust everything you're saying, you don't have a pony in the race, right? Yeah. You're just trying to help patients. It's not like you're coming on this podcast to sell me something or sell the audience something. Nope. <laughs> you, you did this out of your own time to help doctors 
and the people out here in the full arch world. So you help me. And so I see a, a really need for, for, for people to learn from this, but more importantly, there's going to be doctors listening to this going, man, maybe I need to pump the brakes on this a little bit, or maybe I need a little bit of additional training. Any, any closing thoughts on, on that? I, I really, I appreciate you coming on, but any closing thoughts or any last words around that, that topic? No, I mean, it's, it's definitely very important that you get a lot of training. Um, that is, that is huge. Um, you know, get as much training as possible. That, that prevents a lot of this and maintenance. I mean, you know, I, I know, I know the, uh, the, the local, uh, the local all on mill, they don't even discuss maintenance with their patients. They just do the procedure and then see ya. So you don't want that because they are going to come back and they're going to come back with failing implants or failed implants and the prosthesis is failing. And well, you know, whether or not, you know, you tell them, hey, you should get this cleaned every so often, if, you know, it, they blame you. And I, I like being able to sleep well at night. And what helps me sleep well at night is <laughs> the ability to say that, you know, I did everything possible to make sure that this case, when I do a case, when I do a full arch case, I make sure that it is done as well as I can possibly do it. And I know that the restoration is going to be done as well as it can possibly be done, you know, to set the patient up for something cleansable, something successful for the long term. Because Again, you know, I'm, I'm not that old. I, I plan on doing this for another, you know, 30 years if I can. So I don't want these patients coming back in. You know, it's not like I'm on the tail end of my career. Where I'm like, see ya. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I want all of my cases to work well. And, you know, I, when I do them, I make sure that it is done to the best of my ability. You know, I, I'm, I'm not pumping out, you know, nine arches a, uh, nine arches a day. It's, it's one of those where, I like to take my time. I like to do it right. And I, I think I think that sets you up for success in the long term. So that 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 would be my recommendation for uh, for everybody. Just just do it right, because at the end of the day, you, you know, the difference between right and wrong and cutting corners and not cutting corners. And if you cut corners, yeah, it may last for a little while. But again, long term, they're going to end up seeing me and then they're not going to be happy about it. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me.